Hey everybody, welcome back to Storytime with Shade. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, today we are going to continue with another chapter of The Door in the Woods. Hope you've been enjoying it so far. Uh, I do apologize to anyone that listens to my podcast uh, that they, they don't come out every week when I say they will. Um, but I am still trying to stick to that dedicated schedule of releasing one every single Tuesday. So please stay tuned. I do appreciate all of you that are still here and still listening. Uh, without further ado, uh, we're going to jump right in. But uh, thank you again for listening. And here we go. Chapter 9 Jay and Sam spent the next hour or so going over Jay's corkboard of death. Not that Sam had considered Jay stupid, but the level of detail and meticulous research displayed on the board seemed far beyond what Sam had expected Jay was capable of. He'd covered almost a decade of deaths in Harlequin, their city, and what Sam realized seeing it displayed in front of him, though deep down he thought he knew, was that there was an abnormally large amount of homicides and freak accidents. Sam suddenly understood Jay's death is booming comment was not only true, but perhaps even an understatement. The board was layered with newspaper clippings with titles like 19 Killed, City Mourns, and Three Bodies Discovered Under Notorious Suicide Bridge, Foul Play Suspected. There was about a dozen obituaries circled in red. All of these had black strings leading from them to news articles relating to their death. Sam's father's obituary had a black string that led to a small article titled Drunk Driving Accident Claims Two Lives. Sam frequently forgot that the person who hit his dad, a man named Adam Muir, had also lost his life, and upon seeing the article and being reminded again, thought, I'm glad he died too, with absolutely no sense of remorse. Most people hate drunk drivers, unless of course you are one, but losing a loved one to such a senseless act tends to drive that hatred into an absolute loathing. There was another black string leading from the article to Sam's father's killer, whose obituary was not circled red. Jay explained that the black strings were simply to connect events, or tragedies, to the dead people involved. The red circle was to indicate that he had seen them through the door in the woods. I didn't always know who they were. Sometimes I did, but most of the time I'd come home and search through news and obituaries on my computer trying to figure it out. There's a few I wasn't able, ever able to find, actually, but... Um, Usually it's a death that's happened in the last few months or so, so it usually isn't that hard, Jay said. So, you saw my dad, Sam said, and then figured out who he was. But why tell me about it, though? I mean, not that I'm not appreciative, I am, but I mean, I'm the first person you've told about this, right? So, why? Jay paused and thought about it, then said, Honestly, I don't know. You seemed like you were in a bad place, and you needed a friend. And don't take that the wrong way, because I needed a friend too. I don't know. Seeing your dad gave me a chance to talk to you, and I've never had the opportunity to actually help someone. I thought it would maybe help you grieve or whatever. I don't know, man. Sam laughed. You're really weird, you know that? Jay said, I do. I kind of pride myself on it. They were in the middle of discussing who, or what, the shadowy figure was that came through the door, Sam sitting on Jay's bed as Jay paced around the room excitedly, 
It was clear he had never had anyone to talk to about any of this, and for good reason, Sam supposed. If he hadn't witnessed the doorway himself, he certainly never would have believed it. Jay said, motioning to an article with no red circles or black strings, Maybe it was this guy. This was only a few weeks ago. This guy killed his two daughters and his wife before killing himself. I've never seen any of them there before, but I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Maybe, Sam said, uncomfortable. I'm not going to pretend I understand any of this, but he trailed off trying to find the words. That thing didn't really feel human at all, you know? Jay nodded solemnly, and as he did this, they heard below them the front door to Jay's house open and close, followed by a deep voice yelling, Hey Jay, you home? Jay sighed, walked across the room to unlock and open his door, yelled down, Yep, be down in a minute and then looked at Sam apologetically before saying, My dad's home. He'll want to meet you. Come on. Yeah, I want to meet him too, Sam thought to himself as they descended the staircase to the main floor. He was a small man, standing a few inches below his own son, who wasn't particularly tall in the first place, with a similar untidy mop of curly black hair and large circular glasses. He was putting his jacket away in the front hall closet when they got down and turned to face them with a large smile. He peered over the lenses of his glasses and examined Sam curiously. And who might this young man be? Sam extended his hand, saying, uh, Nice to meet you, sir. I'm Sam. Jay's father laughed loudly and gripped Sam's hand before proceeding to quickly pump it up and down. Sir! Ha! It's not often you hear youngsters with manners like that. He could learn something from him, he said, jokingly turning to his son, who rolled his eyes playfully and smiled in return. No need for the sir, though. It makes me feel old. Just call me Rob. Where'd you two meet? And as Rob said this, he walked towards the kitchen and the boys followed. Well, he's gone to my school forever, actually. We just, we just started hanging out, though, Jay responded, obviously feeling a little bit awkward about the question. Sam had always had friends, up until recently, of course, and excluding Jay, but suspected that Jay coming home with a friend was a much more rare occurrence than it had been for him. This thought was driven home as Rob said, Hey, well, that's just great. It's been a while since either of us had any visitors in this big empty house. Rob chuckled as he said this. Jay's face won a dark shade of red. Sam was hoping the moment wouldn't drag on too long. Luckily, Rob didn't seem to notice the flush that ran across his child's face and turned from one of the cupboards of the kitchens holding a couple cans of green beans and said, Would you like to stay for supper? I'm making meatloaf. Sam looked at Jay trying to see whether his face would give any telltale signs of wanting him to leave. After all, nobody likes being embarrassed by their parents. Sam could relate to that. Jay just looked back, though, shrugging. It's your call, man. You like meatloaf? Sam thought of his mother at home, most likely asleep by now with a half-empty bottle of liquor on the table by the couch, sprawled across it while Jeopardy or some other nonsense droned on in the background, unwatched. It was safe to assume that she wouldn't make supper tonight, and Sam, as per usual, would probably have to cook for himself. There was only a little bit of guilt, mostly because he hadn't even called his mother yet, but that would pass, as he said, Yeah, I'd love to stay for dinner. My mom isn't much of a cook anyways. Dinner was fantastic. They ate at the table, not watching TV, 
which was at first odd to Sam, but he quickly started enjoying it. The conversation flowed effortlessly between bites. They laughed and joked, and Sam almost choked on his meatloaf after a particularly raunchy joke from Rob. They had seconds, then loaded the dishwasher. Sam was convinced he would explode from eating too much when Rob then pulled out some pie from the fridge and asked if they wanted any dessert. They each had a thin slice of pie with a little bit of whipped cream, and by the time they were done, Sam couldn't recall ever having been so full. He thanked Rob, who waved it off and said, Yeah, any time. Sam believed him, and the sentiment briefly made him want to cry. He held it together, thanked him again, and told Jay that he should probably head back, but if he wanted to hang out tomorrow to give him a text. Jay offered Sam a ride home, but he politely declined, citing that the walk would burn off some of the food he just ate. It wasn't far, about 20 minutes, and Sam wanted the time to think. He had so many thoughts running around in his head and he was trying desperately to make sense of them all, but couldn't quite seem to. An ambulance flew by with its siren blasting and made it hard to focus on a single concrete thought. Then a fire truck went by, and a cop car. Sam wondered, it briefly, in the back of his mind, what was going on, but didn't dwell on it much as he continued his walk. A few minutes later, he rounded the corner of his street to see that all the emergency vehicles he had seen fly by were parked haphazardly in front of his house. His heart sank like a stone, and he ran towards his house when he got closer, yelling, Mom? Mom? His heart pounded. Tears stung out his eyes. He saw an officer starting towards him and slowed. Then he saw the look on the officer's face and stopped. He stood panting, with the glow and bright lights of the cruisers casting blues and reds across the now dark night. The officer approached, a distressed look on his face, saying, I'm sorry I have to tell you this, but Sam didn't remember anything else. The world faded to black. And that is it for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned next week, uh, next Tuesday, and every Tuesday from here on in, uh, we're gonna have a uh, you know another chapter or two of the story. So um, stay tuned for that. If you've been liking it, please comment, subscribe, do all those good things. Uh, to all my eagle-eared listeners who listened to Henry's story, there was a, a quick little nod to um, to his story with uh, the corkboard of death there, uh, as well as another story that I'm writing. Um, there's a lot of uh, little details in that chapter that I threw in for those of you who have listened to everything I've written and for those of you who will continue to. But uh, once again, thank you so much, everybody, for being here. Uh, until next time, have a great night and see you later.